Welcome back, everyone, to the Footy Fetish Podcast. This is episode 20. Is this finally episode 20 now? I think so, yeah. It must be. Yeah. All right. I think episode 20, I think. Um, we've obviously one of the two. 20, 20 or 21. We're getting closer to knowing the actual... Uh, at one point, we will know which episode we're on. We, Maybe. we will. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with myself, Alfred Vincent, obviously, Ollie Greaves. And get reoccurring guests, back-to-back shows... Mr. Daniel Bardell. How you doing, man? Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, how are you, boys? It's good to be back. Yeah. Good. I should also remember what number you're on, to be fair, seeing as I was on on the last episode, but <laughs> <laughs> clearly I didn't pay that I much. Think, I think we just said it like a, 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 like, you know, a few numbers and uh, we'll just stick with one of them. Yeah. But I think it's episode 20 now. I think it's episode 20. But, um, but yeah, today we're just going to be talking news. Um, some transfer gossip, bit of manager talk, bit of Champions League, bit of Super League, just everything really. What's going on over like the last sort of week since we were last on live, last doing the podcast. But uh, but yeah, I guess we should start with congratulating Man City for another another uh, Premier League win, a very convincing Premier League win. To be fair, um, yeah, congrats. I mean, they they smashed it this season. Yeah, big up City. There was a there were amazing this year um obviously i say amazing amazing for two thirds of the year i think the first third they were a little bit well i think every team was a little bit sort of shaky but no i definitely think they were a class above everyone else for the majority of the season and i'm not surprised they've they've won it again yeah no definitely um how do you feel dan obviously as a, as a united fan <clears throat> yeah i mean obviously not ideal but uh were they were the better side obviously um and they did you know that run they went on um which basically secured them the title because yeah it was incredible and they, they were playing some um some questionable football at the start a lot a lot of the teams were you know um but uh yeah that's the standard that you got to reach i mean i think i don't think it's a surprise that whilst liverpool were so good last year they haven't managed to keep it up and I think that's probably a testament to City and the fact that they're there every single year. Um, so as much as I don't want to give them credit, you got to give um, their players some credit because they're just they've just been um, top performers this season. And you know, players that you wouldn't have thought of like Gundogan and that sort of um, kind of player, he's really turned up this year. Which you know, in the past haven't relied on him as much. Um, and I think he's just yeah. made he's made a massive difference. Definitely. With them playing uh, no striker for most of the, basically all of the season, really, he's been a yeah. revelation. Uh, like sort of attacking, like you know, whole midfield role behind. Uh, I guess. Well, De Bruyne has been in and out because obviously he got the injury, didn't he, during their good run. Yeah. Uh, but he's back now to see it through. But yeah, it's been. They've just had everyone's just sort of picked up their game, I guess. Apart from like Raheem Sterling and Gabriel Jesus, I don't really think either of them have been particularly great this season. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about Sterling, especially. It's quite alarming, obviously, we're going to the Euros and Sterling's not seen. I mean, Sterling's always been one to, you know, miss chances and uh, he's never been prolific, which has been quite annoying. But I think uh, with Jesus as well, he had a lot of hype around him. He hasn't quite picked up, but, you know, they've got, they've had players in positions to cover that. I mean, Bernardo Silva, he's just so good. And Mares has been quality the last couple of weeks on this podcast imagine yeah if, uh, and and i was gonna say imagine if uh city had actually had aguero this year as well 
how much, how many, how much oh, sort of more dominant they would have been. They would have been crazy. Definitely. It's, um... And it, as you said as well, De Bruyne has been out, I swear, most of the season. He's been out more than he's been in any, or yeah, it feels like it anyway. So, so, um, you know, had he, had he been in, they might have been runaway leaders. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as a United fan, it's progression in this season and it's good to see us competing. Yesterday's result was a bit of a blow, but, you know, you'd, you'd take it if it meant that the Scousers might not get top four. That's the thing. It was kind yeah. of a... <laughs> laying the inevitable really wasn't it so yeah for sure and obviously we can't uh, we've got to sing the praises of Ruben Diaz and uh, John Stones who obviously Ruben Diaz has been quality you let it for such a young guy to be leading that back like and commanding it like he is um, is phenomenal and Stones has really picked up his game this season after he looked like he had a good World Cup but since the World Cup he, I think he hasn't been amazing I think he's uh, petered out, especially like last season. But this season, he's uh, he's you know kept Laporte out of the team. Uh, so I have to say, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Hopefully at the Euros. What do you guys think yeah, of Stones yeah. this season? Stones has been, Stones has been um, a lot more consistent this season than he has been a lot of other seasons. I'm not sure if that's just because of the sort of the link-up play that he's had with Diaz as Ooh. well. Um, I think that's definitely contributed to it. But I'm looking forward to seeing him. In, the Euro, in our Euro squad, I think he's definitely our, one of our starting um, centre backs. I can't really imagine too many names, if anyone, sort of starting up in front of him. Really, nah. we're going to be in trouble if it's not if Maguire and Stones isn't the starting centre back partnership. I think if we're playing four at the back, yeah, um, yeah you can't re rely on what Mings and no, I don't know who else we go. Gomez um, if he's fit but yeah I think that will be, actually be a good centre back pairing to be fair Maguire and Stones at the uh, at the Euros I mean they've got a great relationship hence the hugging during the derby which wasn't great but you know they've obviously obviously yeah. good mates and um, I think Stones has got deserves like massive credit He's he's been a bit wobbly you know I think last couple of games but um, to keep Laporte outside there's no um, well nothing to Discredit him for you know uh, Laporte. Laporte was like one of the best defenders last season, and you know yeah. City fans were debating whether it was between him or Van Dijk who was the best. And for Stones to keep him out has been has been great. And as good as uh, Diaz has been, he probably wouldn't be as good without Stones next to him. Definitely, definitely, they command. They both um, command that that backline. They throw themselves in the way of everything. I think. Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be great. I mean, I'd like to see. It'd be interesting to see what kind of formation England play um, at the World Cup. But I would imagine it will be with Stones and Maguire as yeah. them two centre back partners. It's not just I'm not really a massive Maguire fan. You sort of saw something the other day, which is about some of his stats at United this season. He's, he's had actually, a good season. He's had like statistically, he's had a very good season. He's like top of every sort of defensive stat for uh, United mm. this season. I don't know if that says something about the rest of your defenders or if that says something just about him, but um, he's kind of gone a bit yeah. under the radar, I think, for me a little bit, just because I, I'm not really the sort of person to look at him and go, well, what, like, he's a quality player, because he has his moments, but I don't think he's, like, he's, he's certainly not going to be, like, Van Dyke, put it that way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, Maguire's been... I think he's been great this season. Um, obviously, he had that month, didn't he, right at the start, where he was going through a lot and um, all that 
stuff that happened uh, when he was on holiday in the summer and Oof. coming back and then he got sent off for England and he looked like looked like he was going to cry but then since then it was almost as if that was like a reset yeah. and he just had to pick himself up but I mean I've been saying this in the, in the group chat every now and again even last season he had some of the we had the second best or the best defensive record in Europe last season with him and then this season he's first for aerial drill uh, aerial balls um, wins um, and we've only lost five games with him at the, at the back and he's played 72 games up until you know the other day every 90 minutes for 72 games so that's that's mental that, that is nuts. one of the best traits to have is is be ready isn't it so, yeah availability yeah so um he deserves more way more credit way way more credit I think I'm with you. You know what? I actually do think as well. People really underrating Man United, a second in the league right now, and they're in also in the Europa League final. I know because City was so convincing this year that they looked like they were going to win it, um, and they have won it. But people, no one's talking about the fact that Man United are second. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? It's so annoying because if we hadn't lost to Sheffield United, um, that just derailed us completely, and yeah. we lost the we lost the league. Um, to them, really, and it was just—it was just a stupid points to throw away. And I'm sure Ollie knew that, and probably lambasted the players for that. And um, but yeah, I think yeah, like it's been—it's been weird. Even though we haven't won the league, I've really enjoyed watching United this season. And defensively, we've not really been that shaky. You know, we've gone down more, like one goal down more than anyone in the, in the league. But to come back the way we have. Um, has been great and some of the goals we've conceded haven't well the majority haven't actually been Maguire's fault everyone thinks he's slow but to lose five games and not really be or have a terrible defensive record it's because he's always in the right position he knows his strengths and I think people just I think people just hate on Man United to be fair hence why you've got all this drama about it being a Absolutely. you know a, a depleted squad yesterday and everyone kicking off about it I think people just like to hate on Maguire because he's English as well and they think 80 million for an English centre back you know and other fans just don't appreciate him I mean you you pay the going rate is what you pay isn't it but yeah, you know. yeah I think going back to what you said about Maguire playing 70 odd games sort of in a row she got said about um, is it Naki Williams the other day he's played he's missed a single game for athletic club in over five years he's played that's every single wow. game and that's 191 games in a row He's played for them. That's mad. That's a crazy. That's crazy. That's that's insane. But go. Sorry, going back to Maguire. Obviously, yeah. I think. Um, obviously, actually, talking about the uh, team as well. The thing is, like you guys were saying, we bought four games in seven days. Was it? They were afraid yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. That's what. What do you expect? Do you want players to get injured and hurt? You've got a cup final coming up. You like? Do, you, do fans want to see their players get injured? Because that will happen if you put roll the same right. squad out four times in seven days. Yeah. Players will get injured. And, and this, the team yesterday cost more than Leicester's anyway. Yeah, so... I was looking at it. It's not actually a bad team. Yeah. It's not that a bad team. I think yeah. it's just because it I was could... so different to the teams that they've put out in the last sort of couple of games. There was 10 changes to their last game. So I think I can under, sort of half understand why people are thinking that. But people are massively blowing it out of proportion, saying that United should be deducted six points for match fixing because they've basically purposely put out this team so... 
uh, Leicester can win, which basically affects Chelsea, uh, their chances of getting top four, Liverpool's chances of getting top four, Tottenham, like loads of other teams that are really trying to put it on um, Leicester at the moment. But I think even, even Klopp came out and basically said he would have done the exact same thing. And if you have f uh, four games in seven days, like, of course you're going to make loads of changes yeah. and he doesn't think that Ole did anything wrong at all I, I completely understand him and I agree with him yeah. Well, yeah I think it's crazy to think if you've got that many players in the squad and then suddenly you can't do a big rotation it's just I mean it's it's crazy Man City rotate all the time just because they've got two <laughs> two pretty much yeah. A teams they can get away with it but um, it was the thing is yesterday we weren't even that, I mean we weren't even that bad like Ahmad looked really good yesterday. Greenwood's finish was great. I, I thought we were actually going to win it. Um, if it wasn't for you know, a corner, which was a throw in anyway, then we wouldn't even have lost. So um, it's one of those one of those things. And Leicester have been so shaky that to lose, you know, what did they lose four two, wasn't it, to Newcastle the other day? Yeah, I, I would have fancied my chances. I mean, they looked really nervous for. I'd say 45 minutes. Um, once we drew it 1-1, they looked really, really nervous. And um, I think they were still lucky to get the win. But yeah, all this kicking off about it doesn't make sense. No, no I agree. I think uh, we'll come back to Leicester because I do want to talk about the top four battle uh, very soon. Who's going to bottle it? Who's going to make it? Who's going to make Europa League? All that kind of thing. Um, but I guess before we get onto them, we should say commiserations to obviously Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United, been relegated from the Premier League. Um, I, I mean, it was written when how they must have been that must have been the bottom three for ages, right? Yeah, I can't one. remember. I can't remember the last time that wasn't the bottom three mm. in that order, basically. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't remember it changing at all. No. Um, and Lee were dragged down there. Newcastle would. Were Newcastle ever in the bottom three, or they were just no? They were just on the cusp. Uh, they were right. very much on the cusp. Yeah. I think. They were seventeenth a couple times. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but Southampton, man. I mean, they just beat us. But it was a horrible display of football from us. But, um, they've really like fell. But off. they've been, they were top at yeah. one point, they, yeah, and then they, they were seventeenth going into the game with us last night. Oh, it's mad! Outrageous. Were they but, top like around Christmas? Maybe just like before. Were, yeah. Before. Maybe just before. Yeah. Like maybe the demise the is yeah. quick. But is Hassan? Okay, this is obviously us going on a tangent here. But I, I try, do you think Hassan Hootel was a good manager because they are so like. Up and down. They lost nine nil in back Twice. to back seasons. Yeah. I, I don't think he's that good of a manager. I think he he has his moments, but I don't think he's what they need. I don't think he could be a top ten Premier League manager. No. If he was in another cut like a Bundesliga or a La Liga or a um, uh, Farmers League, um, then maybe he could be like a good like a top manager in that league. But I just think. It's just too hard, isn't it? Maybe like they're just so up and down, maybe, and they're gonna lose. Well, Bertrand's on a contract or is is leaving at the end of the season, confirmed, and Danny Ings is gonna be gone. So that's two of their best players gone. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in, but yeah, Southampton be interesting. But yeah, Fulham. What do you th what do you guys think for Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United? Do you think they'll have trouble in the Championship coming back up, or do you think we'll see them again very soon? I don't know. Fulham seem to be that team at the moment that kind of just bouncing up and down between sort of yeah. the championship and obviously they get promoted then get relegated again they keep just sort of fluctuating between the two um i think they could potentially come up again um but 
I'm not too confident with any of them really. Uh, I think the championships are a lot more uh, closer than the Premier League is. Um, any team could win it. It's um, pretty crazy, but yeah, I'm not 100 sure what's going to happen with with the, those three teams next season. If I'm being completely honest, that they're not really, they weren't consistently bad enough that they're going to completely flop in the championship as well. But they obviously they were. It wasn't like they've just missed out on Premier League safety because we've still got what, how many games now? What three or four games left? I think. Um, three right yeah I think so um, but yeah like they should be doing better than that and um, yeah the fact that they've dropped off and been relegated yeah, so I don't think they're going to do badly next season but I'm not 100% sure if they're going to get promoted like directly back up but straight away anyway yeah yeah I think um... <clears throat> oh sorry no go ahead go ahead Buzz um, I was going to say I think Fulham are I was talking about it in my um group chat um today fulham is such a sort of yo-yo club and they're always what are they same with west Brom. what are they i think i think if if it's big sam stays then i think west Brom probably have a, a better chance of getting out and winning the championship to be fair um again it, it depends on what scott scott parker's going to do doesn't it if he does end up going spurs i don't know why spurs would go for him to be fair um because i think they've only had f- five wins i think They've not yeah. had a lot of wins. Like I mean, it's we're not great. We're not going for him, and we've got a, we've got Roy Hodgson leaving at the end of the year, and we're not even talking about Scott Parker. Like, why the hell is Spurs going to do that? Like, I appreciate he plays like decent football, but it's not decent enough to keep a team in the Premier League because he's failed to do it twice. Um, yeah, and I think Sheffield United. I think that's them. I think I think they'll go down. I don't can't see them coming back up for a while. Unfortunately, players as well. Yeah, for sure. I think players, yeah, to maybe us, maybe a Newcastle, um, like yeah, maybe even like a Spurs. I could see like I think like a Lundstrom going to like Spurs or something like that. I know Sanderberg yeah. has got they've sliced his uh, asking price from like forty, like they're, they're uh, yeah, they're asking price for like forty million to like twenty, because they're going down to the championship, obviously, but. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them lot. I mean, obviously, we've got Watford and Norwich coming back up. Confirmed. Um, to be honest, I hope both of them just go straight back down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't like Watford and Norwich and Norwich, innit? So just go back down, I suppose. Be int- I want Barnsley to get promoted because they're in the playoffs. That'd be interesting to have Barnsley in it for a season. Yeah. Um, I wonder what um, odds you can get of yeah. Scott Parker to go to Tottenham and then Chris Wilder to go to Fulham. And then... Them up. Do you oh. think? Do you think Fulham go for Chris Wilder? I'm not 100 sure. You can see them doing it because he's quite a uh, like he was attacking the football that Sheffield United played was so good in that you know their first season. Um, first season, yeah, yeah, um, and they were decent in the Championship as well. Um, I can definitely yeah. see them going for going from a bit of experience, you know, a different tack. Um, would he do any worse than Scott Parker? Probably not. He probably could get them out of the championship, I reckon. Um, yeah. And, you know, he might have some... might have, you know, his sergeants and lieutenants that he calls upon from Sheffield United and might get them over to Fulham. You don't know. And that they just need, like, a decent spine, I think. And I can see that one happening. But I just think yeah. Fulham... I feel like the Fulham owners think that Fulham are... 
there's something about Fulham because you know where the where this where they are. Um, they got you know they were a good team with they had flair back in the day back in like the mid 2000s when they were in the Premier League. They had a bit about them, you know, with Clint Dempsey and all them lads. Um, and I just think maybe Steve uh, Steve Chris Wilder is um, a step in the wrong direction in terms of like their style and what they want to be seen as if you know what i mean mm. yeah, i don't know maybe. maybe maybe that's just me i don't know but um but yeah i don't know it's just that's that's my uh my take on it but um but yeah let's get on to this top four battle let's not let's not talk about relegation and championship teams anymore uh top four <laughs> battle obviously leicester getting the win over you guys that puts them on 66 i believe let me just get the table up yeah so they're on they're third with 66 Chelsea a fourth with 64, West Ham a fifth with 58, Liverpool sixth with 57, with a game in hand over um, West Ham and Chelsea and two games in hand over Leicester. So, yeah, it's interesting. They could... And then Spurs, but we the, Spurs, Everton and Arsenal, I'm not going to... I don't think that they're going to be able to do it, <laughs> personally. No, nice. um, so I'll leave them out of it. But I, I, I think we are mainly talking about Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham and Liverpool. I think they're the four teams right now that I think would be battling it out for those last two Champions League and Europa League spot. For you guys, who do you think is coming third and fourth? Um, so wait, it's, it's currently uh, City, Leicester third. Yeah, yeah, so City, United, Chelsea Leicester... Team. West Ham. I um, I probably I think it might stay how it is in terms of the top four at the moment. Um, I don't think well, obviously Chelsea and Leicester have still got to play each other, haven't they? Um, yeah, Chelsea have also got a game in hand over Leicester, and they're only two points behind them. Oh, okay. It's Arsenal Chelsea it, today, right? Yeah, it's it Arsenal Chelsea tonight. Yeah, yeah that's their game. Just been announced, there we go. Actually, um, Ooh, let's have a look. But um, yeah, no, I think the top the top four teams will stay as they are. Is it not in terms of position, but those are the top four teams, I think. Um, so the Chelsea team, Kepa's starting. Bloody hell, Kepa, Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, Kurt Zuma, Jorginho, Billy Gilmore, um, Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, and Pulisic. And then nice. the Arsenal team is. Leno, Holding, Mari, Gabriel, Tierney, uh, Elneny, Odegaard, Smithrow, Saka, Partey, and uh, Aubameyang. So I'm not really confident about tonight's game at all. Quick, quick, predictions for Chelsea, quick predictions for Chelsea Arsenal. Um, I reckon it'll be 1 1, you know. I think 2 0 Chelsea. I was going to say 2 0 Chelsea as well. That was my instinct 2 0 Chelsea. Um, we'll be. I'm going to watch that tonight. Actually, it starts. Uh, well, I might catch the uh, second half of it. But um, but yeah, yeah. I think it. Uh, yeah. So you're sorry, Ollie. Continue yeah, with playing. I think um, Chelsea third, Leicester fourth. I think. Okay. Um, I think probably Liverpool after that. I don't think they'll come below West Ham. But Liverpool will take the Europa League spot. Probably. Uh, Bardell, what, what do you think, mate? I have you got I a think... sneak? that Everton or Spurs are going to sneak in that's the no I, I do think it'll be no, Everton are annoying they're annoying they're just same every year no matter how hard they try they are the same every year yep. um, I actually think Liverpool will do it and it will really annoy me 
if they do. But um, yeah, I, I do think they'll actually do it. I would like to see West Ham do it or be in Europe somehow, just because I think that mixes it up. It would be nice to have Leicester and West Ham That's do it. it. But unfortunately, um, that loss against uh, Everton for West Ham was a blow because they could easily have beaten them. They had some yeah. good chances and Everton aren't, aren't all that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just got a sneaking fe- sneaky feeling that Liverpool are going to do it and I really don't want them to. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, my bet is that Chelsea will win the Champions League anyway. I don't think Man City will win it. Um, so if they do drop out, then they'll just they'll get in the Champions League that way. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think Klopp is going to somehow is going to put it out of the bag. Even though I think they've been absolutely dire and he should be you know, accountable for that um, in the manner in which they're played. Um, they've gone about their business quietly and it's a bit like what City did. When they were doing quite bad, no one was really focusing on them. They just went about their business quietly and they were doing it. Um, and I think tomorrow's game and United players won't want to get injured. They've seen what's happened to Maguire. I think they'll hold out for either a nil-nil or Liverpool will nick it one-nil. Yeah. Um, oh man, but if we win tomorrow, that's we basically that's that's them done. That's them done. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that is actually basically them done. If they if you beat them tomorrow, really, and if Chelsea win tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's basically them done. I, I yeah. So sorry, where, where are you going? So you're gonna go Liverpool sneaking it in, are you? You think I'm going to go Liverpool sneak it in, and I think Leicester. I actually keep changing on Leicester, but I think Leicester will finish third. Liverpool sneak in. I think Chelsea will drop out, but they'll win the Champions League. Okay, I like it. So then, so who what, comes sixth? What so then? West Ham get Europa League spot. Europa League and sixth because sixth, Chelsea yeah. obviously come fifth. And yes, they will. I like that. that. That would be a cool little, yeah. cool little situation. I am. Fortunately, think it's going to be same as Ollie. I think it's going to go City, United, Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool, West Ham. I think. I think just Chelsea. I think and... West Ham have got a good run in. That's actually the, that's no. I'm no. I'm like, no. I'm going to go contra. Actually, no. I think I think Leicester will bottle it again. I think Leicester will bottle it again now. I think it will go City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Leicester. West Ham, I think Leicester will bottle it. I've just got a sneaky feeling because Liverpool have got a naughty little run. They, Liverpool got a naughty run in, and they play us on the last day of the season. <laughs> oh yeah, but could you, you imagine so nil losses of Liverpool had this season to such tin pot teams? They beat us seven mm. one. Yeah, I know. Seven nil. But... <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's not going to happen every uh, every time you play, is it? In, yeah, in the past, Palace have been their bogey team, and that would yeah. be. Very, very good Palace. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. If Palace could be the team to stop Liverpool getting top four, to stop we can get in Champions League, that would be hilarious. It would be just be Chris Dambo all Mm. over again. But yeah, that would be brilliant. I don't think it'll happen. We're rubbish. Um, Alf, I need you to be confident. (laughs) Just for one week. Have you ever watched us play football? How could you do? You ever? You can't because you would never be saying, "Alf, I need you to be confident." To, to be fair, uh, I've mentioned this in a previous podcast. Alf's uh, his passion for uh, for Palace is very much up and down sometimes, and uh, 
this season it started earlier than normal. Uh, it, it Actually, stays the same. The it's just season. where I think what I think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, goes like that. In the off season, uh, in the summer, Alf very much looking on the downside of things. Going, no, we're going to get relegated this season. It's not going to happen. But this season's not even finished yet, and Alf's already been saying it to me. So um, that's <laughs> we are going to get some, relegated. That's showing some Come real on. confidence in your team. Nah, I, I think new manager. If you don't keep a uh, new manager, and I reckon you you might spend a bit of cash. Frank, he's the front runner at the moment, isn't he? He is. Frankie yeah, Lampard. I think if Lampard goes there, I think we'll do a good job as well. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm not no, 100% we'll... sure. I think he's definitely got the potential to do a really good job, and it could be a, quite a big turnaround compared to what happened at Chelsea, but it could also be an absolute shit show. I don't definitely. think. I think he should do more. A bit, do more championship stuff for another couple of seasons. Get more managerial experience where there's a lot. I, think, I don't think. A lot yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I I don't think that it will be down to Frank if he comes to us and we don't succeed. It'll be down to the players because we just won't have the players good enough to do what Frank wants to do, which has been successful. Like he wasn't not successful at Chelsea. And Derby, I know they didn't come up, but he got them to a playoff final. Yeah, and they played nice football. That's and he what has I a. Mean, though, there's a lot more pressure. At, there's a lot more pressure at a team like Chelsea where they're used to winning and stuff like that. But obviously at Derby, I think there was less pressure for him. But obviously Definitely. it's not. It's not like it's the the big league or the big Premier League. It's obviously Championship. But I think. It's very 50-50. He could do a proper job at Palace and he could do really well or it could be the complete opposite. He could do absolutely Well, the terribly. thing is, like, regardless of what happens, if we have Frank as our manager, if we stay up, we keep him, obviously. But if we go down, we should keep him as well. Yeah. Because he, so. he, he looks at... He, he likes to bring up young talent and our academy is flourishing at the moment. We've got so many good young players coming through. Our, our under-18s and under-23s are smashing it this season. Um, so if he can introduce some of them into the team, because he will, he would like to do that. Whereas Roy doesn't do that. He only does it if his hand is forced. Yeah. Um, and you've seen the players that we bought through have been successful. Wambasaka, obviously, you know, Zaha going back, you know, Klein going back. But re more recently, um, obviously, Wambasaka, um, obviously now Man United, starting right back. Very good, very solid player in one of the best defensive lines in the Premier League. Uh, Tyreek Mitchell's come through, has been fantastic. He's been linked with... Um, uh, places away and you know we've got other players coming through but they just haven't been given the chance to actually get out and play play ball but um, it'll be interesting it'll be interesting um, yeah I mean yeah, that's why I think he would do a good job because I don't think if you don't I think you will spend money but if you don't you do have the academy to flourish whereas a lot of teams don't Yeah, and he can tap into that young um, like talent pool I think Um with Chelsea, they just they just pounced. They saw an opportunity and they just took it. And whether it was right or wrong, I mean, they've been proven right. But at the same time, you know, we'll see they, what the future holds. The question can be asked if they ever bought into what he was trying to do anyway. Yeah. So if they did, then they probably shouldn't have gone for Tuchel no matter what. But um, yeah, I think I think he would do a good job. Yeah, he's uh, actually talking about Tuchel. He's he's been apparently offered offered a free year. Contract at Chelsea, oh, he, or will be will be offered a three-year contract at the end of the season. 
wasn't surprised um, at all, really. He's done yeah, he's been fantastic. Proper job. Um, if he's, I, I mean, we'll see if it's just an early manager sort of um, role that, you know, teams get on all the time. A fresh manager comes in with new ideas. These teams get on a roll and can go, you know, it happened with Chelsea, with Di Matteo. Obviously, Tuchel's got a bit more pedigree, managerial pedigree than, than Di Matteo had when he came into the Chelsea job, when obviously Tuchel's coming in. But, I mean, we could be talking about Tuchel as battling out with Pep and Klopp as like the, the best manager in the league if, if he keeps this up and gets you know the players in that he wants does all that kind of thing um it's fantastic but um yeah i mean that i, I guess the last team to really talk about that have anything to talk about is spurs um managerial uh, problems going on brian mason cannot stay in that job nope. um <laughs> uh obviously even with harry kane and son on that i actually think they would get relegated over 30 over the 38 games or whatever if it was a whole season, well, I don't. I think they would. It's going to be too long before Harry Kane starts to seriously consider he's moving gone. on. He's gone this summer, mate. I That's fully. I'm, I'm very. Oh, I was thinking God, this man. summer, but I'm, with the whole changing of managers and stuff, I'm not sure if he's going to jump ship with the way things are at the moment. I hope he does, Norsey, because he, he's a waste. I think he's a bit of a wasted talent at, um, at Tottenham at the moment. As much as that pains me to say, because I, I hate Tottenham and. To be fair, for the longest time, I hated Harry Kane. I could not stand him. But I, I, I knew he was good, and that's why I hated him so much. Mm. But now I've just I've come to terms with the fact that he's good. And but yeah, I think his time at Tottenham is is coming to an end. And he said in 2017, if I haven't won any trophies in three years' time, I'm going to be very disappointed. And yep. here we are, four years. Should be here we well. are four years later now, and uh, they've won absolutely nothing. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, think of it what you what you will, but I think I just don't know who can afford him. PSG, you imagine that front three: Harry Kane, Mbappe, and Neymar. Jesus Christ, they could do, I suppose, because the card was they, so that bad. That wins the Champions League. That wins a Champions League. Well, I know we've talked uh, about PSG, but that that front three. How do you stop with Harry Kane's new like ability this season as uh, so like almost Kevin De Bruyne esque passing and vision? Um, <laughs> Playing off them two, playing with them two, going bombing down it down uh, the wings would be insane. I also um, hope uh, Son starts to think about leaving soon as well, because well he's had a bad second half of the season. I mean teams will be interested. I just don't think any teams in England will be interested. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care where he goes, yeah. but I think he should definitely start to look around. And this could genuinely be the, the dem demise of Tottenham if Harry Kane yeah. leaves. That could hit a domino effect and the rest of the big statement yeah uh, also so yeah so we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll talk about it it's a, a bit of man city news i'll talk about it after this i'll get want to get your opinions on it because it's quite cool but for the spurs job i've got the top five candidates right now for to take on the job and i just want to see what you guys think uh simeon inzaghi i don't really know too much about him managerial wise or anything like that i i, I can't lie to you but whatever i mean scotty parker would be hilarious um I don't really. That's not really a direction that they should go in. I don't, I don't think, think at it's all. a realistic target for them. If it is a um, realistic target for them, yeah, something's gone very, very wrong in the hierarchy. Of yeah, I can't there. see that. No. I mean, I can see it happening. Why they would do it, I have no idea. No. Yeah, and their fans yeah. probably I'm don't want you. that. I'm assuming. No, no, definitely not. I mean, this is my favourite one, and I think if I think Spurs fans will turn their nose up at this guy because they think they're a big team, but they're actually really fucking not. And it's Graham Potter. Graham Potter would be amazing for Spurs. 
I really believe it. He has he plays such beautiful football, and it's just and I hate it because he's he's brighter manager, right? And and this is me admitting that he's good, um, but he plays fantastic attacking football. Just Brighton don't have good enough players to do what he wants them to do. Yeah, uh, they create so many. They are the kings of expected goals. That's all the Brighton fans talk about on Twitter is their expected goals, um, but they can't finish them because they have Mopai starting up front, who is dog shit. Um, so yeah, I, I think that would be would be great, but I think Spurs fans and Spurs themselves will turn their nose up at Graham Potter, unfortunately, yeah. when they shouldn't. They should be looking at him as a thing. Brendan Rodgers, I don't know about you guys, but that's an at why the why the hell would he ever do that? No, yeah, yeah I don't know why he'd leave. leave Leicester at all. Um, That'd be such no, a no point. terrible decision from him. Awful. Um, Nuno Espirito Santo. That be, is well, that's that's a bit more realistic, I think. Yeah. I think for, for both parties, I think he's probably looking for a little bit of a, a step up from Wolves. Wolves haven't had the best season compared to their previous seasons the last couple of years, but then again, neither of Tottenham. But um, I think, yeah, he, he'll be looking to sort of maybe step up into a slightly bigger role for a bigger uh, bigger club. But at the same time, I think they will probably be looking for, uh, Tottenham will be looking for someone that's got decent enough experience, but isn't going to cost them absolutely tons of money. Yeah, definitely. quite mad, I mean, isn't it? How they've got themselves into this situation, having yeah. had Mourinho, and then all the fans wanted him gone. Well. <laughs> yeah, all the fans wanted Mourinho gone, and you know it was banter seeing him lose, and then have a bit of a meltdown. But then to get rid of him a week before a cup final, so like, what's the point? I mean, I suppose probably his uh, his severance package was going to be even more, wasn't it? If he won oh, the cup, and then he got rid of him. Yeah. But apparently, he's not getting but, that severance package anymore because of his because uh, he signed with Roma. He's not. He's getting. Oh, really? He's only getting a percentage of it. He's not, get, not getting the full fifteen mil. He's only getting three or four mil or something. Still a decent enough amount of money, but compared to the fifteen he was getting before, outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Not as great. But... Pretty mad actually. I mean, it's yeah, it's just it's insane. They're, Daniel Levy's a great businessman and all that. Yeah, well, he's done some fantastic business recently. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, if any of these. If, if they had to pick any of these, I'm going Graham Potter. Graham Potter. I've I don't seen know about a couple you guys. of things online saying that Conte's been uh, linked with the job. I don't know why he would leave. Um, nah. If he does go to Tottenham, I'll be baffled. Um, yeah. But I've heard, seen he's been his name's popped up a couple of times. Um, yeah, why would he do that? To, yeah. Why would he do well, that? He, he had that fallout with the, the Inter Milan board, didn't he, at the beginning of the season, I think. And there were talks that he was going to go right, right at the start. Yeah. But now um, he's the one. And then it was like, yeah, the best decision they they yeah. made in not getting rid of him. But yeah, why would he go? I don't know. Um, surely he'd want to do a double over Juventus. I would have thought. Oh, you would. You would have thought so, right? Well, Juventus might not even be in this area next year. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get onto that. Uh, well, we might. I guess we'll go with that now, really quickly. Uh, Juventus, yeah, the Italian FA have said if Juventus don't leave the Super League, they will be kicked out of the Serie A. Um, it's happened to them before. It could happen again. Um, it'd be hilarious. I think. I, I, it'd be thing. I mean, we were talking about this in the group chat actually the other day. Um, I was like, nothing like this is ever going to happen to the Premier League teams. None of the, I actually don't think any of the Premier League teams are going to be punished at all. Um, yeah. Sadly. I think um, if they yeah. are. Oh, so, uh, Shed Gaming on air says, "All right, lads. Hello, Simon. How are you? Simon, um, mate. Yeah, I think." What were we talking about, sorry? I've forgotten now. Oh, yeah, uh, the, Premier the Premier League teams, yeah. I think there will be some 
disciplinary action. There will be some sort of punishment, but I don't think it will, anything will be announced until the off season. Um, obviously, I know, but we briefly spoke about this in a group chat the other day. But yeah, I I think there is going to be something that happens. I just don't. I can't see him announcing something in the next well, within the next couple of weeks before the season ends. Whatever it will be, it won't be real. No, if you know what enough. I mean. It won't be anything yeah. proper, and it, and, it, and it sucks because they're, they're hiding behind this thing of we don't want to affect the fans of the players. Well, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, fans and players sometimes have to be affected by the club's actions. That's what happens when clubs run out of money and they're managed into liquidation. The fans yeah, and the players, true. the fans and the players get affected by that. But no one seems to give a shit. No one will bail out these teams. But when it's a big team, oh no, we can't hurt the fans of the players. Nah, it's big team bias and. That's why I said in the group chat earlier, there's no point in supporting a team outside the big six in England. There just isn't a point. There's no point in me being a Palace fan. Definitely. If I want to win, if I want a foot, my footballing like supporting thing to be winning like the Premier League and the going competing for the Champions League, I might as well just pack it in and support City. Because there's no point. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Obviously, you know, being in the top six, being two fans in the top six, I suppose. It is what it is. Just had but, another message um, come through. KTO08. Hi. Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully a good manager that Crystal Palace can sign. <laughs> um, but yeah, we won't, we won't go, we won't go on to the ESL. I could, I could talk about that forever. But, um, but that will be for an off-season video. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about finals. We've got finals coming up. We've got Champions League final coming up between City and Chelsea. Obviously, we've had Bardell. I don't know where he's gone, but we've had Bardell um, say that he believes Chelsea. There he is. Chelsea is going to win the uh, Champions I think League. Maybe he was attacking me with a vengeance right now. Oh, all right, nice. <laughs> uh, my audio is a little quiet. Is that any better, Simon? Um, and we've got Katie says a person who you don't know, but he knows you. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, what were we talking about? So, yeah, the final, obviously, Bardell, you were saying yeah. that you think Chelsea are going to win the Champions League final, yeah? Yeah, I think that would just be the most Chelsea thing ever, you know? They've been, it's like, <laughs> like last time they won it, they were just shit. And then, um, yeah, I think they would, yeah, I don't know. I think Pep will do something ridiculous. Like, you know, every year he does something crazy. Yeah. To get them knocked out, I think there's so much pressure on him to win it. Uh, I think he'll try some mad tactics, and I think they, I think they might just bottle it. Um, the only thing Chelsea don't have going for them is goals and a striker. But I mean, as they found out on the weekend against City, they've got players like Ziyech and um, I don't know who else scored for them. I don't know, but. I mean, Pulisic is looking really good at the minute as well. So they've got some attacking flair. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just got a gut feeling. Yeah, I I, I I, think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. I think I've, I've, I've sort of thought myself into that Chelsea are going to do it. Because that would be such a thing to happen to City in the Champions League. It's for them to finally get there and it's to be a Premier League team that they have to face every year, twice, even more times now. And they're going to lose to them. And it's going to be a Chelsea team that absolutely... It's going to... I have a really sneaky suspicion it's going to be a horrible game to watch. 
I would kind of, I would kind of love it if they did though. Like, you know, this city team is getting so much praise, and there was, you know, quadruple talk, and then it gets filtered down to treble talk, and now if they lose that, you know, no bones about it, they've, they've bottled it again, and they're not actually like you can't really call them a you know, one of the best Premier League teams or the best Championship winning teams. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's just so much hype around them. That you know, you'd love to see it. Love it, I'd love it. And then I don't know how you feel, Ollie, but I think if Chelsea win another Champions League, they are undoubtedly London's biggest team. I'm still in the fact that I think it's Arsenal because of the history that they have over Chelsea. Um, <laughs> I, but... I thought it was Chelsea anyway. <laughs> I know, but like, if you look at like the currently the best team, like, 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 you're just looking on paper, the best team, obviously, yeah. it is Chelsea by quite some while but if you're looking like historically over like Premier League and even before Premier League yeah, I think Arsenal were the biggest and I know like Arsenal have a bit more of a global reach I think than Chelsea at the moment I know way more Arsenal fans than Chelsea fans personally yeah. I don't know about you guys I have family that are Chelsea fans so I'm sort of like I, yeah I think I know more Arsenal fans friends, but... I know more Arsenal yeah, fans than Chelsea yeah. fans as well I think that partially becomes uh, it's part uh, due to the sort of the area that we grew up in um, yeah, I think there's a lot more people sort of when we were growing up that chose to support Arsenal through the likes of Henri, Burkamp, Lindbergh, you name it. The, the whole team was just phenomenal, especially around obviously the Invincibles era and everything like that. Arsenal were one of the sort of main two teams, arguably, that were, were the best two to support. Um, but yeah, I, that's why there's so many fans, sort of Arsenal fans our age really that, that I find anyway um, there's definitely Chelsea is definitely getting a bigger reach I think over since obviously um, Ibrahimovic came in and a huge influx of cash went in obviously they're just getting bigger and bigger um, as long as that money keeps coming in and they keep spending it um, then I don't see them going to drop off and yeah to be fair I'd, historically I think yeah Arsenal probably still the, the bigger team um, but I think yeah it, it's not too not too long before uh, Chelsea uh, take over yeah but, uh, who do you think is going to win the Champions League Ollie? I've gone Chelsea Bar's gone Chelsea <sighs> devil's advocate let's go City <laughs> City okay <laughs> nice nice I kind of uh, think City anyway to be fair I'm not just saying because you guys think Chelsea I kind of think City um, they've been they've had a really good season obviously I know their their Champions League record's not uh, amazing but I think with the season that they've had and some of the players that they've got, especially with sort of Aguero now sort of back playing again, um, it's going to be his last game for City as well if he plays, which I assume he will. Um, but I think that would round off his whole City career perfectly. So I'd, I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, I think he'll. I yeah, I have a sneaky suspicion he'll score, but I just think Chelsea will do it. Just something about and that Tuchel's got him playing fantastically and. Uh, yeah, I just think that they'll nick it. They'll nick it. So, Averna will score the winner just randomly. Um, but, I yeah. think it'll be a good game, though. I think I think what you might see is um, uh, Chelsea take the lead, and because I think City might be a bit nervous to start. Chelsea take the lead, then City would mean they'll have to go for it. They're a bit more open, and then when it's two nil, I think just heads will drop for City. Just yeah, you think two nil. Um, uh, yeah, I reckon I, th- I can see two 0 I mean, I-, I think it could be closer than that, but I can envision it going that way. Like if heads drop early, 
if there's a stupid mistake by somebody and heads drop, then I can see it just being like a 2-0. But I think it'll be a good game. I do think it'll be one of the better ones to watch. I mean, the last few Champions League finals have been a bit, been a bit naff, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shall we move on? We had a couple more messages come in. Um, Katie008 has said, a delivery guy, and he delivers souls. Want to make a deal? <laughs> I'm confused as hell right. right now. But, um, I'm good. But, uh, if you want to reveal yourself, feel free. Yeah, thanks for viewing and thanks for comments, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on. So, yeah, as well, obviously, we've got the Champions League, the Europa League as well, United Villarreal. I think. Obviously, Villarreal, you got Unai Emery, who's you know, a notorious Europa League winner when he's not managing Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but I do think he'll, um, I do think, uh, he'll have a tough one here and, and, and take the L. I think United have got this yeah. pretty confidently. I, don't, I really don't see Villarreal winning this at all. Well, we watched the this, um, second leg of the semi final, didn't we, Alf? And yeah. I think. <laughs> You can probably see from my reaction that I was just—I wasn't annoyed that the fact. Well, I was annoyed that we didn't get through, but I was more annoyed that we didn't play awful. Like we weren't awful. We 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 had really good spells uh, of play. It's just we had no one that could finish that day. There was no finishing product with Arsenal, which is just frustrating. It was so frustrating. But I think in terms, we weren't—they didn't walk all over us or anything like that. No, not at all. Um, not at all. I actually thought. The only problem is I thought you know, they only really started to look like they wanted to win the game, Arsenal, in the second half. The first half, they were so relaxed and so casual. The there was no, like, get up and go to go and get that goal early on to change the tide of the game. I they think they waited Arsenal till the second do, half. It was weird. I think what Arsenal do is they try and play the long game in terms of, right, let's let them do all the running in the first half. We'll just sit back and take it slow. Yeah. And then the second half... We're all still fresh. We've got like decent, still got like a lot of fitness. Like we're not knackered, too knackered yet. But obviously Villarreal will be. But it just, we should have just gone all out from the beginning because we played such like we had really good football in that second half. And yeah, first half was just a bit of a, a no-show really. It was basically like we weren't there. Um, we have been a bit of a, a second-half team for the last few years, even under obviously a couple of different managers that we've had. But. Um, yeah, I just think we, we should have gone that sort of with, out with the same energy we had in the second half than we uh, like we did uh, in the first as well. So, um, but you can see it literally from um, as soon as uh, the second half started, like we were just on it, proper on it. But there's no point in doing that for the second half if it's not nothing's going to come of it. We need to be doing that for the full ninety. So I know it's easier said than done, exerting all that sort of energy for a full hour and a half plus any added time or whatever else have you but yeah but we, we didn't use the right tactics that day um, and we ultimately paid the price it's the first year I think as well next year will be the first year that Arsenal haven't had any sort of European right. football in about 24 25 yeah. years I think pretty really? much in my lifetime I like it yeah it's crazy I just don't at the end it's like there was like I think it was like 10 minutes or like the last sort of couple of minutes of the game it was you were still playing it out the back and it was like you weren't even throwing like the kitchen sink at it like yeah. this is all that you had I think that was the most disappointing thing I mean I'm over the moon that we haven't got Arsenal to be fair because I do think they would have just it would have been too much to handle I know too many Arsenal fans yeah. too many mates that are Arsenal fans to take all the memes and take the L at the end I wouldn't be able to deal with it don't get me wrong if we won 
it would have got it. But so no, they're like they're, they're like Ollie's bogey team. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's that really surprised me. They just didn't go for it. And Arteta's comments today about um, some players not giving it their all, I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know if you saw that. No, I His press too. conference. Yeah, he can't, basically he was just asked straight up. He was like, uh, "Oh, do you think your players have given their best this season or given it, given it their all?" And he just went, "Most of them, uh, most of them have." It, you, and they that's, obviously that's elaborated on that. And he was like, well, "Well, some of them haven't." And I'm like, "Oh, you got Chelsea today." Yeah. I was like, "That's not what you want to hear." Instilling all the confidence into your players. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. I do you want to ask you, yeah, Ollie? Uh, sorry, Fards. I do want to ask you, Ollie, about Arteta in or out. Because before we get into this, into this though, I, I do want to, you know, you talk about the team and like, let, let's be honest, the team's not the best, right? Because we say to say the players on the pitch, regardless of who the manager is, is not the is not a great team, right? Uh, yeah, there's a good percentage of our players that aren't up to scratch. Right. Okay. The majority. So you are ninth, but you are only six points off of fifth. And you did make it to a Europa League semi-final, a European semi-final. Yeah. Is it fair to say that Arteta has taken this group of players as far as they can go because it's the players, or could Arteta have done more, or could this team have done more with a different manager? Do you think? I think it's a bit of both, um, really. I think he he has got a lot out of those players considering what he's working with at the moment. But again, there's a lot of players there that they're not pulling their weight. Um, they probably could work um, better under a more experienced manager, someone who can uh, sort of sh- uh, shape some of these younger players into exactly what they want them to be. Obviously, I know Arteta's had some good experience with Pep and everything like that, but there's nothing you can't get that same experience being assistant manager that you can be being a an actual manager um yeah. i think yeah as i say he, he's definitely got a lot out of our players i don't think he could have got much more but i think a lot of our players probably could have performed better under another manager if you see what i mean it's a bit 50 50 yeah. really for me i'm still arteta in um i'm not gonna lie i don't think he's done an abysmal job um considering the squad that he's got like you said, we're only six points off fifth, and we're um, we're ninth. So that's two wins, and, and we're up there, nearly at top four. So it's not that the gap's not that big. If it was a, an embarrassing gap between the like everyone and then Arsenal down in ninth, tenth, like if there was a big old gap, then it would just be yeah, it would be more inclined to probably say Arteta oh, out. But I think because it's clearly shown we're not leagues like away from where we need to be but yeah it's just not been what what we need um i'm hoping we can just go again next year we can focus on the premier league a bit more we don't have that european football that we have to sort of constantly think about in the back of our minds as much as i'd love to have a european football i think potentially having a year out away from it might do the team quite good but yeah. at the same time that that we lose that some sort of attractiveness that we that we still have um with that european football we can still we we could last season bring in players because we can still offer that european football but now we don't have that to offer them um i don't know if that's obviously just going to be for the, the, the 12 months and then next year we're back in europe again but 
who knows? I think hopefully it will do Arsenal good being uh, out of Europe this season, and as I say, we can just focus on that prem, reshuffle the team about, make some signings this summer, get rid of some deadwood, and yeah, go again next season with a a bit of a more fresh perspective. No, definitely. I think um, it could almost be some sort of like reality check because we obviously we don't know how players in the team actually feel. They may think that they're not as bad as what the fans feel. You know, there might be some egos that get brought back down to earth because of no European football. It could be a really good thing um, for Arsenal. I think it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, we'll um, before we get uh, we'll move on to some transfer news now, and we will start with Arsenal as we are. But before we do, I want to get your takes just uh, your final Europa League final winners. I'm going United. Bardell, I should, obviously you're going United. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've got to be you know, quietly confident. I don't think it'll be a. I don't think they'll roll over. Um, I think it will be a tough game, but you know they're lower than. I think they're lower than Sociedad in the league, yeah. and you know we spanked them. Um, I mean, I, I would love to see a final where we just spank them, but I mean, you know, you got to give Emery some credit. Like he knows this competition inside out. Like he gets the final, the final, no matter what. Um, I mean, I do just want to quickly touch on on Arsenal cause, and Arteta because I did ask my mates um, what he, what they thought because one of them's Arteta in and one of them seems like strongly Arteta out but only in the sense that he just there's no consistency there mm. that's what his argument was and he was saying that you know he has decisions that he just doesn't understand why he makes them and he's just sent me another picture actually um, from Twitter that says that's there's three right backs on the bench none on the pitch Saka's and right wing back by the looks of it but that I think that's just another reason if they lose today it's like are you not playing the players where they're supposed to play and obviously Saka you know, I think he's a bit overrated Saka but he's a good player he's not a right wing back is he so why play him there he's an attacking outlet um, and I think it's decisions like that that are just frustrating the hell out of Arsenal fans or the ones that want him out anyway um and then I've got another mate who just says trust the process, and I think that just aggravates him even more. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The thing it's, is, it's a it's a slow rebuild of the team. It's not going to happen quickly, but I think we still should be doing more than we are doing now. And I think yeah, some of Arteta's tactics and where he's playing some players are a little bit question um, sort of questionable, really. Yeah. But yeah, I think I don't think there's like massive amounts of work to be done I think a few it's like a few pieces in that puzzle need to be moved around and it will fit perfectly I don't think there's a, there's a hell of a lot of work to do but it's just working out what piece you need to move to make the whole puzzle fit if you see what I mean oh. we will get on to those specific pieces because we have some transfer <laughs> news but just quickly before we do I do want to say I was just thinking I think, uh, personally, uh, it's just outside looking in uh, as the Arteta situation. I think maybe there's the potential that a few, not saying all Arsenal fans that are Arteta in still, but, you know, I think there's a, definitely a, a, a number of them. Maybe just trying to save face a little bit because they were so heavy on the Emery out and Arteta replacing them. Maybe that they see oh, Emery's in another... Uh, maybe not be doing great in the league, but he's in another cup final, beating us in the semi-final. You know what I mean? Um, maybe 
you know, having like wanting Arteta in, but then being disappointed, they don't want to look like they're just going to be like a Chelsea situation where they're just like get the manager out, get the yeah, manager out. Maybe they don't want to become known as like the team that will have a manager for a year and then demand him to be gone. Um, I think it's, it's hard for Arsenal fans as well because we've gone so long with Arsene Wenger, twenty-two yeah. years I think it was with Arsene Wenger, and now we've had two slash three, if you include uh, Lundberg as well, managers in the last couple of years. I think uh, for, for Arsenal fans, I think it, it kind of hurts a bit because we've always looked at Chelsea at being, oh, you get a, manager, a different manager every year and a half, every couple of years. Um, but with Arsenal, we've always had that. That's the one place where we've always been very solid. We've never had like that many rumours, obviously apart from Wenger in his last sort of couple of seasons. But for the most part, he was very much a, the, probably the strongest link in the, in the whole Arsenal sort of hierarchy really um, but yeah and I definitely agree with what you're saying in terms of, I think some Arsenal fans are definitely yeah putting on a bit of a face just because they were very much Emery out um, but I can only really speak on, on my behalf really I'm still Emery in I, I don't think he's done Emery in Emery, Emery in or Teta in sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah definitely not Emery in even though they did beat us that's not the point um, yeah I, I'm still Arteta in um as I said before, it's it's not like we're we're leagues below everyone else, and we're we're not too far away. Um, but yeah, that's 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 fair enough. I mean, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, the Chelsea thing was saying obviously that somehow the Chelsea thing, the managerial uh, merry-go-round works. They've just been one of the most winning English teams of the last like fifteen years, basically, yeah. almost um, crazily. So uh, fair play to him, it works, but obviously uh, it depends on how you feel about that kind of situation. But right, transfer news. Who do you, who do you think's winning oh. Europa then? Ollie. Oh yeah, Oli, oh, who do you um, think's winning Europa? United. Is it your old manager? Or... Oh, okay, United. No, United. <laughs> I've got to go United. for United. It'll be so peak <laughs> if Emery wins. <laughs> United, sweep. Yeah, let's let's dominate Europe again. I think another year of dominating Europe. Would be it would have been so English good teams. for there to be a, to be a double English football. final. Yeah, but again, we let the side down again. Yeah, well, nice ones, but uh, but yeah, we'll get into uh, some transfer rumours, I guess. We'll start with Arsenal because we're talking about, them. we might as well. Uh, Arsenal, uh, I saw today on uh, the Athletic, uh, Arsenal have reportedly put up six players on their transfer list, including Leno, Bellerin, Maitland-Niles, Torreira, Klasenac, and Mavropanos. Um, hoping to raise about sixty million altogether with those um, departures. Would w- Oli, obviously, I'll, I'll come. I'll, actually, I won't, I won't come to you yet. Bardell, what do you think about that as an outsider looking in for those um, names to be on the list? Some of them I can understand, and some of them are on loan, aren't they, as well? So I can't see Leno going, though. I mean, Leno is their best keeper. You've seen that we've seen their backup goalkeeper, and he made that horrendous error, didn't he? Um, despite him saying he wanted a challenge for number one. Also, it's so hard to get a goalkeeper in for like decent money as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, if anything, they should, probably should have gone for Chelsea's goalkeeper, Mendy. If they did want to replace one, they should, yeah. probably should have gone for him. But um, can't see can't see Leno going. Bellerin gets a lot of hate, doesn't he, from a lot of Arsenal fans at the minute. I mean, yeah. um, my mates don't aren't particularly huge fans of him at the moment. I can kind of understand why, because he's just not really been good enough. And is he getting on a bit? He's been there a long time now, hasn't he? He's been there a long time. I think he's probably nearing 30, I would imagine. He's not that old, I don't think. Let me... uh, He must be nearing 30. Probably a couple years yet, but... 
But yeah, I mean, a lot, I think I think some of that transfer list does make oh, sense. Yeah, oh, he's, God, he's been at Arsenal. <clears throat> he's been at Arsenal since he was like 13, 14, I think. And that's why he's got, even though he's Spanish, he's got a North London accent because he learned English in North London. But Benner is that sort of guy that oh, so he... I like him as a person. Do I like his football? Do I like his football he's... ability? Oh, he Not fell really. off a cliff. Oh yeah, yeah like, when, after his, his ability, ACL injury, that. That, that ruined his career, I think. Um, he's affected his arms. Can't take throw-ins now. Like, it's nuts. <laughs> it happened like twice, right? Come on. <laughs> In the same game, I think. Yeah, all right. But, you know, he actually uh, released a documentary. I think that was on on his YouTube channel about his like recovery from his ACL injury. I haven't actually seen it at all, but um, I, I'm going to watch it at some point. But yeah, as I said, I, I like Bellerin as a person, um, as a personality. But yeah. in terms of his footballing ability, he's not been the same since his ACL injury. I know it's a big injury to get, and it can potentially be a career-ending injury. But um, I wouldn't be too upset if he left. Um, yeah. yeah. The reports that Arsenal want thirty mil for him. PSG. It's PSG at the front runners. Yeah, that's oh, who it is. They'll do thirty million for Bellerin. I'll I take thirty mil for him. I just think uh, it's definitely not worth that. I. But, so yeah, I think the two contentious ones for me as a, as a non-Arsenal fan are Leno. Although I do think Leno should get sold because I do think he's actually been quite a bit of a disappointment. Like he started off nicely and then he's just gone to shit. I think Made recently. A big Bellerin, yes. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Maitland Niles are not good enough for Arsenal. Torreira not good enough for Arsenal. If he's not good enough for La Liga, he's not good enough for Arsenal. Um, Kalazinac not good enough and Mavropanos I'm not sure I think maybe a loan option for him Mavropanos I don't is, really know much about him he was for, he's literally only played maybe a handful of games for Arsenal he's not played that much for us at all um, he was just bought in I don't really understand why either I think that's when we were having a bit of a defensive crisis a year or so ago um, but he's just done nothing since he's been there um, I think he got sent off in, the, in his debut I think I can't remember but um, yeah, he's just trash, really. Um, Klasenac, I expected a lot more from him when he was. There was all the when he first came to Arsenal, where everyone's going, "Oh, he's referred to as the Bosnian Hulk. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be this, doing that, and the other." And again, it's just been a bit meh. He's not been. Yeah. He's not been like awful throughout the whole time, but he's not been great by any means. It's not really done anything. No, Do you know what I mean? that's it. Yeah. Um, Torreira. I quite liked him when he first came to Arsenal. He showed quite a lot of promise, but and then he kind of just sort of petered out a bit as well, and hasn't really done much since. Um, I think we should get rid of Leno, but I don't understand why we got rid of Emi Martinez for Matt no, Ryan. He's amazing, Emi Martinez, right now. For he's you in, guys he's in. He's in. Um, is it what Carragher's team of the year or Neville's team of the year? I think that's fair enough, man. Yeah. I think that's a fair shout. Well, why on earth get rid of Martinez and bring in Matt Ryan from Brighton? A terrible, terrible. I actually think decision. a really good option would be to cash in on Leno and sign Gaeta from Pala from us. Because Gaeta, I yeah. think, is a really, really fucking good goalkeeper. As of someone that watches him week in, week out, he saved us. He saved our necks on numerous occasions. Yeah, numerous occasions. Um, I just think it would be embarrassing as well, gonna... though, if they, if if Arsenal do get rid of Leno, it would be quite embarrassing because they've sold that keeper, like Martinez, to Aston Villa literally yeah, 12 months true. ago. That's true. That's true. They yeah. might have to go bigger than Gaeta. I think Gaeta would be a good 
keeper for the money they could get him for because they could get him for cheap mm. and he would be really really good um the only thing is, I think yeah, Arsenal they'll, they'll are going to do... big signing to make people happy. They're going to do what they did with Pepe. They're going to spend a stupid amount of money on a keeper and they're not going to perform, I don't think. Um, yeah. I, I think we should be buying... like a, We should be spending good money on a keeper because Arsenal have always had fairly average keepers, really. Um, not going, going, Jens Lehmann was... Yeah, well, yeah, I was talking about more, more recent years. Right, like, obviously, yeah, yeah. Seaman was world class. Jens Lehmann was he was definitely good enough. He was a class um, goalie, but ever since then, not there's not person. yeah, not a good person at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a good person. Uh, no. I'm not talking about his his personality. I'm talking about his footballing ability at, at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he um, ever since then we've had very just meh keepers. Almunia, yeah, yeah. Chesney was was okay. Chesney, um, yeah, he's got him decent though. But then he is playing in much yeah. like easier leagues. Let's like to be completely honest with you. And that's it. Yeah. But we've just I'm had a lot of linked with the move away. Has been, been linked with the move away? I think I saw today. Yeah. So, I mean, would you take him if he came back to us, or would you take him back, or do you need to move on from that? I think, I think we oh, should move on. We've got Shed Gaming, Chesney Sh- MVP. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, um, he's Polish, so. Uh, but both Chesney and uh, Shed Gaming. But um, yeah, no, I think we've had very much just very meh average keepers um, since sort of, yeah, for quite a while now. Um, I think, yeah, Martinez was probably one of our best keepers in the last yeah. 10 years. And when we got like rid of him, was... especially after the the back end of last season, when he was uh, Leno was injured and he was performing every single week, and he was so good, and then he was just all of a sudden he was just then sold to Villa, which just baffled me. It really yes. did. It came out of the blue as well because I just wasn't expecting that to happen. And then to bring in Matt Ryan as well was just a, a joke. Um, yeah, yeah I think probably. we should we should definitely be spending decent money on a keeper, but. I can't help but think it's going to be another Pepe situation where they're not good enough for the money that we paid for them, really. Well, interesting to say that, because I have got a couple of targets here that Arsenal have been linked to. None of which are a goalkeeper. I've only got three. Yep. But all <laughs> so three of... sell Leno and not bring in any goalkeepers? Good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just <laughs> stick with Matt Ryan. Yeah, um, great. But uh, the big one is Eduardo Camavinga from Wren. I've seen him linked very much, like, well, I say recently basically today and yesterday is when the reports started coming through for me um, personally well where i started to see him but um i think that would be fantastic i think you would have to put i think a lot of that 60 million is going on camavinga if you can get that together basically um obviously 18 year old young but he has been playing in the Ren starting team since he was 16 so he has two years of farmers league football under his belt whatever however you want to you know deal with that um okay. i think it'd be a good shout i just like I think the situation is I would because you you have a lot of youth in the team and I think for the position that you're at I think getting someone with experience would be quite a good idea because you already have that not a Chelsea reject not a Chelsea reject obviously no uh, yeah Jorginho whatever Um, (laughs) but yeah I probably take Jorginho to be fair he's not even a Chelsea reject yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I can't think of Max Aaron's from Norwich. Obviously, that would be a Bellerin replacement. I think that would be quite a good idea, actually. He's a good, good young English player. 
And um, Basuma from Brighton, the defensive midfielder, um, who's also had a pretty good year this year. Um, but yeah, what did you make of that, Ollie? Oh, I can't say I know massive amounts about any of them. I probably know more about um, Max Aarons than anyone else. Um, but at this point with Arsenal, I'm just willing to try anything. Um, it's got to the point now where we just need to be what we're doing isn't working so we need to change things up a bit and like I said earlier hopefully the lack of European football will make us focus a bit more on the whole restructuring of the team and Premier League and we can put in 100% effort into the Prem well 85% effort into the Prem and then 15% in the uh, like Carabao Cup and FA Cup and stuff like that but um, yeah I just think we need to be bringing in some like you say names with experience as well as a couple of younger players we do have a lot of young players coming through the ranks like we've got uh, Smith Rowe and um, uh, Saka as well they're two of the our main young players at the moment that are performing quite well Saka more than um, Smith Rowe but um, yeah, I just can't help but be not filled with any confidence with Arsenal when it comes to transfers I don't remember the last time we made like a like a proper proper good signing it was probably a Bamiang really yeah. but I think obviously we, we paid the price for that um, and now he's yeah he's not performing to the standard where we expect him to either um, yeah what I'd three say. positions do you think need strengthening the most in that team then I mean three is often the number of signings you probably make in a I'd summer probably say a right back a creative midfielder and then potentially another striker someone that's got a bit more finishing ability really interesting yeah, what well, uh, what do you think um, Bards of, of uh, like say like Max Aaron's and Basuma uh, those mm. sort of targets for Arsenal that Arsenal are going at do you think it's good or, or should they look at bigger names I think Max Aaron's is a really good signing or that's a really good one to be linked to I mean because even if even if he starts slow, he's quite an exciting player, isn't he? And he, he does create a lot of chances, to be fair to him. Um, and he has had that Premier League experience, even though they went down. Um, but, yeah, I think Pesuma could be um, a quality signing as well. Um, Camavinga, I think, is... I think you either go for Camavinga or you go for Pesuma. The issue you've got is Camavinga probably might be a bit cheaper, but he will probably be harder to get and Basuma will probably be more expensive because he's at Brighton and I think he's probably got I think I read that he's got like three or four years left on his deal so to get him out of the squad's going to be or out of that side's going to be difficult um, I'm not so sure they're the signings that they need to make that's the thing um, and when Party came in there was all this hype around him and he's going to make a world of difference but I think what you've seen and it's similar with United is that crying out for like a goal scorer so if Arsenal are, were playing decent football which you know you, you said they were quite good on Thursday they just couldn't finish and surely the signing they really need to make is um, a striker and if they're going to sign a right back you know someone who can create chances and whip crosses in they need someone to tuck them away so I think maybe a striker is probably more important um, but that's just my you know, hot take on it not being an Arsenal fan, don't watch you week in, week out. But. <laughs> yeah, neither do I at the moment, mate. <laughs> uh, 
too depressing I mean, watching Arsenal play I'm, at the moment. Yeah, I'm always a, a if you're going to the Basuma Camavinga argument, I'm always a big fan of. If you're not sure, if one's doing it in the Premier League currently, go for that one as opposed to yeah, the one that's yeah, not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a guarantee to, in it. Yeah, to move to adjust um, to a team compared to adjusting to a team and a whole new league. Exactly. So I think that would be the best way i think yeah maybe an aaron max aaron's basuma and a striker that would be a very and get rid of the deadwood out of the squad i think that would be a great summer for arsenal i think we need to get rob holding on that uh that deadwood list as well on that transfer list yeah. it still so, baffles me that he plays yeah. for arsenal yeah it's an, it's insane it's insane but um we'll move on from arsenal we have definitely we could speak about arsenal forever think, <laughs> we speak about arsenal a lot but just because they're such a yeah. they're well, a club to speak about well, Really? We'll quickly divert to another club that we actually talk about quite a lot, Manchester United. Because <laughs> I've seen some conflicting stories over the last couple of days. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen uh, United are off Sancho because of Mason Greenwood's development and don't want to hinder him. And then I've also seen today that United are prepared to offer 90 million euros for Sancho in the summer. So, Bards, I want to just throw it straight to you, mate. Um, what's your, what's yeah. your view on this, man? Um, I think go get him. get him done wrap it up before the Euros can't be asked for it to be drawn out like it was last summer yeah. we need a right winger haven't had one since Antonio Valencia and even then he played right back you know, in the latter years yeah. um, and it wouldn't hamper Greenwood at all I think if anything you've seen in the side with Oli you know, he will switch, switch it round Rashford has had a good season but his performance is haven't really been there like he's not been himself because he's been injured and I think you'd need that right winger to give him more of a break and that interchangeability between that front three will be key and if Martial has another dud season then we're probably going to play Greenwood through the middle um, and then you've got Cavani and he can't start every league game you know and he'll probably he'll, he'll be even more of a bit part player next year than he was this season I think it's He's just in a great bit of form at the minute, um, and if what I'm hearing is, you know, correct, and what I'm reading, and the fact that Cavani's talking to Greenwood a lot, and apparently he loves him, um, and he's telling him you know, how to improve his movement and get his head on things in the box, then I think you're probably going to see Greenwood start more than Martial maybe next year, and Martial might end up being played on the left wing. Um, alongside Rashford if we have that interchangeability I think it's only a good thing yeah Yeah, definitely I'm with you on that I think even like the whole hindering Greenwood's development I think bringing Sancho would only make Greenwood better because you're taking the. I don't know why Oli loves to do this but he loves to play players that position doesn't he basically yeah yeah Um, and I think getting Sancho in stops that because it shores up the right hand side then you've got the left with Rashford and it just leaves the middle man Thick Greenwood he's a striker he wants to play a striker am I right in saying that? Yeah I mean mean, this is a he's playing him out of position through no fault of his own he's just he's just not got that right winger and I mean this goes back to Mourinho wanting Perisic as a right winger all I want to see is so long as United to have wingers and to cross that ball in and then get the head on it and weirdly enough you've started to see it and then all of a sudden people are like oh wow it really works it's like, well, yeah. that's what we've wanted to do for so long so yeah I think I mean, you're not going to hamper him he's only 19 so even if Sancho's there for you know four or five years and then goes off or doesn't 
do enough, Greenwood's only going to be 23, 24. Yeah, um, exactly. He's got he's got time, so yeah. What's your opinion on a Martial? Um, I, I, I do really like Martial. His his like conversion rate, of the, apart from the season, is normally like fantastic. Um, his shots per goals ratio is is pretty good, but he's just not done it for whatever reason. And it always seems to be like when something happens in his personal life, or if he's just got like. I don't know if he's cheating on his missus or something. It's always something with yeah. with him that's going wrong. Um, and I don't. But the one thing I don't like is when people are like, "Oh, he's got an attitude when he's on the pitch." Just because he's not smiling, don't mean that he's. Uh, or when he scores and he don't smile, don't mean he's having a great time. Um, I think I think he's just serious about what he does. He knows when he's played bad. I, I do think that. Um, and he wants to be a number nine, so it will be interesting. I think. It's been it's been poor from him. It's hard. I think you got to give him next year, and if he doesn't do well, then I think that's that's gonna be it. I think if you get a decent offer this summer, cash in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You should cash on in only, while he's the, still young enough, and while he's still. Well, how long is he? Do you know how long he's got left on his contract? I think we should, I think we signed him to a five-year deal last year. So okay, so he's still got a little while left. Like, if you sold him this summer, yeah, you'd get de- you should get decent money from him. He's got long enough on his contracts, and he's still young enough. Um, and he's not had a such an awful season that it's going to reduce his value by a significant amount. But um, mm. yeah, I think you should potentially let's I can cash see, in this summer. I can see us holding on to him and then getting rid of him next year because if we're serious about going in for Haaland and Ollie really wants him next year. I, I think City... I think if Kane's going to go anywhere, he'll go City. And I think he, that's the only move he can make this summer. So I can see City doing that this summer. If Ollie really wants Haaland next year, then that's when I can see him getting rid of Martial. Because we won't sign a striker if we get in Sancho this year. Yeah. And apparently, um, when Mourinho wanted to get rid of him, Joel Glazer said no, because his favourite player... So that's why we didn't sell him under Mourinho. I'm pretty sure it was Joel Glazer. It's one of the Glazers. They love him, so they want to keep him. Um, yeah. Well, the Glazers are wankers, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <that is. laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from United. I think it'd be exciting. I think United, yeah, go Sancho, go with that all English front three, please. That's what I want. I think um, with City, like, would be tasty. Obviously, let mm. Aguero leave at the end of this season and stuff. Obviously, apart potentially from selling Sterling, yeah, potentially selling Sterling. If they're obviously if they can't just rely on Gabriel Jesus, so they no, must. I be, know they have to be getting in a striker this summer. Well, and there's only really one option, like proper feasible option. It's got to be Harry Kane. If they're willing to go out next season without a proper striker or go with just Gabriel Jesus, potentially they could look at Haaland next season. But I don't think Haaland would make the move this season. Um, yeah, I've seen reports today that they're selling Sterling to sign Grealish, and I that I I think that I don't think they need a striker. They showed it this year; they don't need a striker. I think it would be awesome to have like a false nine, um, with maybe you know, let's say Foden as your false nine going forward, with Amares or 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 you could go KDB as your false nine. Right, I mean, that'd be pretty solid, right? And then you've got Foden, Grealish, Mares, Bernardo Silva, running off of him. 
Um, I think that could work, especially with like players like Foden and Mares. Their finishing is just it's just move, it's going up and That's up, the right? Thing. City don't rely on or they, they haven't for the last couple of years. They don't always just rely on strikers getting them goals. They've always had those sort of players, like obviously like KDB and Mares, Bernardo Silva, David Silva. They've always had a multitude of players that could score. They don't like you said like with this season. They don't need that striker. So I definitely think that could be. A wise move. I think it would be quite odd seeing a team play without like a, a proper striker. It would be awesome, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's just whether they want to take that risk. Obviously, it's worked quite well this year. But if they've got the potential to sign a decent striker this year, then I, I think they probably still should. Yeah. What definitely. happens if they? I think I think in the Champions League final, don't I don't think Aguero plays. Jesus don't play. I think they're going to play a false nine. So if our prediction is correct and they lose that without a striker, then there's no way they can go into next season without signing a striker. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a completely they good need, point. They'll say they need that striker yeah. to win the Champions and League. And Kane... If he's available, Shire, he has to go. He'll do that for them, surely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so could you imagine it, those three, those front threes? Like if you had a Man United yeah. all English front three, and then you had Payne um, at the front three with De Bruyne and I mean Sterling if he is he, there or Grealish. Oh, can you imagine if like Harry Kane will finally be going from a team that he has to, from a team that he has to elevate on his own back to a team where he doesn't have to worry about a fucking thing. Other than just putting, that's that, putting whipping that, uh, getting that's that ball that's scary. being whipped in into the back of yeah. the net—that's all he's that, got to worry about. He's not got to worry scary. about doing like creating the chances as well as. Um, well, I think he will do those both those things. I think he will still do both, but he no, hasn't but got to worry about dropping back. Yeah, it's not going to be as heavily relied on. Yeah, um, but I think it'll be. I think he'll be. He'll take his game up another notch. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, We'll move on to some news outside of the Premier League, actually, with just uh, quite a nice news. I think it would be really great if this goes through. Milan want to permanently sign Tomori from Chelsea. I think that is a great deal. I think about 25 million euros plus add-ons. Um, I think it'd be a great deal for both Chelsea and both Chelsea, look, oh, Chelsea, Tomori and Milan. I think it'd be great for everyone involved. Yeah, all parties. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bamford's been extended by Leeds. Um, so his contract goes through beyond 2022 now. Um, he was supposed to be, I think, a free agent at the end of this year. Um, so obviously he gets a low-key, sneaky um, contract extension, which I think is fantastic for him. He's been one of the best English strikers in the game. Um, quick question, does he go to the Euros for you? No. Oh, sorry, I was no. in a mind blank. Bamford. Who was that? Bamford. Bamford. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. But he has had obviously we can all I think it's safe to say he's had a, he's had a fantastic season. Oh yeah, definitely he's had a great season. If there was if there wasn't so much competition for the England team, I think he, he's definitely he's he's good enough. But I think there's just the, the players that are in front of him are just obviously that step above. Um, I don't think he's had that top level experience or enough of that top level experience that warrants him being first pick on that team sheet or even sort of. I think he's third for me. Really? I think he's third, maybe second. Maybe second, depending on how you want to play. Because I don't have... I only have Kane, obviously. Yeah. And then I think... I think he's right there with Calvert-Lewin as the second option. 
um, personally. Yeah. Um, he plays a bit more like Kane as well. So if you wanted to interchange, if Kane, God forbid, God forbid, literally something happens to Kane, <laughs> um, like pl please no, God, like seriously, um, then I think Bamford is the most like for like player you could maybe get. I don't know yeah. what you guys think about that. I think it's hard with this England. I just, I don't. The only reason I'd say no to Bamford is because I just don't think he fits in the England setup and how Gareth's probably going to play. Um, oh, complete I, as well. As well, I, I don't think the thing as well. You know, Sterling plays as striker for England, and oh, he's been dreadful. Oh. So I don't want, to, I don't want him there, but he will be there. Kane. Rashford, he's probably going to play left wing, but he can play striker. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would probably take Calvert Lewin, and then I would probably take Greenwood. I know it's probably a bit biased, but I'm thinking Calvert Lewin get his head on things. I think Greenwood's form can't really. He's probably shy away from it. Emil Smith Rowe has scored, one 0 Arsenal. Oh, no. oh shit, mad. <laughs> Oh, this is where I'll get another notification in a minute saying VAR check offside oh, yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, think Green, I mean, Greenwood outside of Harry Kane is probably the best finisher we have. Really? So. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think Greenwood should be within a shout. Don't think he'll go because I think... I think this year. You, World Cup. Gate, he goes World, World Cup. Cup. Definitely going to the World Cup, yeah. He goes World Cup, 100%. Yeah. He, I mean, the, whole, the fact Greenwood hasn't been called up to another England squad, I think... So. Just a disgrace because I think Gareth just left him out to dry, him yeah. out to dry, and I mean he stuck him in that England team in front of that press conference, having never done a press conference for Man United, yeah. and then he gets asked questions about Harry Maguire on holiday, his own like teammate and captain, and then obviously he makes that stupid error, his fault, but at the same time, I don't know. I thought Gareth Southgate had way better man management than that. Yeah, it was just a yeah. ludicrous decision. I'm with you. I'm not a big. Uh, well, you know, I'm. I'm trying to be positive. I said I'd be positive about England and Gareth Southgate, but <laughs> as people know, I'm not a big Southgate fan at all. But I'm trying to be positive because it's what we're. It'll be. With. It'll be a palace soon. Um, Jesus Christ! I'd actually cry. <laughs> I'd Roy actually... takes over England again. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Um, oh God! Gary Cahill will be back in the England team. <laughs> um, we'll just kick on with the last bit of news basically two last bits of news I want to just touch on before we finish up today uh, Laporte has switched he switched nationality he will now be representing Spain at centre back rather than France um, I don't know about you guys but I'm just baffled he hasn't played a competitive game for France that's exactly what I yeah, think that's crazy I know there's a lot of competition for that French team and they are a phenomenal team but to not even have one competitive appearance for, for France that's crazy like, I know yeah. he's not that old either but still he's been he's been a, a proper good player for that City team since he joined and he joined during when they were filming for that all or nothing Man City documentary that they did and that was their Invincible uh, not Invincible that was their um, 100 point Centurion a Centurion that's the word I'm looking for yeah that was a good few years ago now and for him to not even get a look in for the last couple of years is it's a bit mad really um, I don't blame him at all for switching his international he was allegiance. injured for the World Cup. I'm not gonna lie. I think the last World Cup he was injured because he would have definitely gone. I think. I just. Mm. I, I have a suspicion he was injured. I just feel like that was. Yeah, I know he, he's definitely had some injuries, but um, yeah, 
yeah, he's not even had one sort of competitive win, which is a bit crazy, really. Um, but it looks like he's not even getting a, a look in this year for for France. Oh, pardon me. So um, that's probably why he's um, obviously looking at Spain. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. That would be oh, fair play to him. I'll, I'll go ahead. Do you think, man? I think uh, it'd be interesting. I think they just made that Spanish backline way stronger. So fair play to him. Definitely. Um, I think it's a good. But move. yeah. And the last bit of news is just real sick. Van Dyke not going to the Euros. He said he wants to complete his rehab and uh, kick on with Liverpool next season rather than going. He said he regrets. He doesn't. You know, it's a hard thing not going. All that shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys make of this? Is this? Do you think that this is a legit thing, or is this? I don't think he. I don't think he should be picked anyway, just because of the fact he's not played football in near enough a year now well he's yeah. got obviously end of the uh, beginning of this season so it's, it's come out a, a good long while he's not played he doesn't have that match fitness he's not fully recovered I don't no. know why they would want to take him anyway um, because it, they could probably bring someone else that would probably have a bit more of an impact if he's not at that full 100% and they also are risking him then getting injured again um, yeah. which I think would be such a, a, a rookie error to make um, so I think he's definitely done the right thing in terms of um, basically ruling himself out of the Euros um, to just focus on yeah rehab, finishing off at rehab and getting back on the horse with uh, Liverpool next season and hopefully helping them recover from uh, quite frankly not a great season that they've had this year. Yeah, Bardell, what do you think, mate? Do you think yeah, fair play? I yeah similar to Ollie I don't know why he would have gone it's like when there's when England have always picked like Beckham or Rooney or uh, even was it Ferdinand I think they picked and he and they were on the cusp of uh, coming back from injury and then they just didn't really kick on and it's the question was it the right decision wasn't it you know there's always going to be that hanging over it Um, but I mean you know in all fairness as much as I you know, don't want to do well for Liverpool. He's got to look out for himself and what's best for his career. And why not try and get the rehab right and do it? I mean, you know, if he can only probably muster 60 minutes a game at centre half, or if he's going to sit on the bench, then he's not. He's his rehab time is just going to be taken up sitting on the bench when he could be in the gym doing you know, rehabilitation and yeah. strengthening the knee. So I, th- I think it's I think it's fair enough. Um, obviously, I'm sure it was probably a difficult decision for him to make. Um, but in fairness, he's he's good enough to go to the next World Cup and the next Euro. So yeah, exactly. But um, I think it's only good news for England as well. Yeah, not having Van Dijk <laughs> at the Euros if we come up against mm. Holland or the Netherlands. Sorry, but you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And but if he uh, was at fault, if he is at fault for one of the goals for the Netherlands, there'll be so much talk about him yeah. playing yeah. club football. It probably wouldn't. It would only hamper him. It wouldn't do him any good. I really so. think there's going to be a bit, a lot of talk about Van Dijk next season anyway. When I he's back, so. especially with Ruben Diaz coming up with these mm. players. Coming, yeah, I think the that. pressure is going to be on Van Dijk next season, and I think he's going to have a lot of questions asked of him. It'll be the make or break of his career, I think. Next that's, season, that's the thing. A lot of Liverpool fans are going to have such an easy get-out clause, though. 
in terms oh, yeah. of, oh, he's just come back from injury. He's not going to be, he's not, like, he's not, of course he's not going to be 100% yet. Or, oh, he's got a big year. He's had enough time, I, I, especially if he takes a summer off, everything. He's had enough time to get back, I feel oh, yeah, like. he's had a long time now. And I think um, he's doing the right thing in terms of not trying to come back too early as well, because there was talks that he was going to be back before the end of the season. But everyone's a bit like, why don't push it? Like, take your time, get the rehabilitation done, make sure you're actually at the level that you need to be to come back um, yeah, again I don't see the point in rushing the whole thing really definitely not but, um, but yeah that's it boys podcast is over nice. we have finished for another week it's uh, just a news one today I think we have we have loads to talk about loads yeah. to talk about it's been a quite a hefty yeah. week of news to be fair um, on to the last yeah. couple of games of the season now on to the yeah the literally the last Last game there's nothing to play for, really, is it? Not top four, basically. Yeah, Champions League and Europa League, that's about it, really. Yeah. It's been the same the last few years. The relegation and, and the title have been wrapped up, you know, quite yeah. a while before the season's finished. So I don't remember the yeah. last time the champ- uh, the like, title went down to the uh, the last game of the season. It was probably the Aguero it's be, year. It's got to be Aguero. Yeah, the Aguero year. Um, oh, yeah, that was... That was a fantastic title race, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, really was. It really was. I mean, that's got to be the last good title, last good title race we've had. Yeah, but we haven't even had a good relegation race in a while. No. Um, well, that's the thing. No, considering no. how close the league actually has been this season, in all things considered, obviously apart from real sort of City now, because they're of a battle league above everyone else. But that's the middle lot, man. The, yeah, the, the middle actual, lot are very, very close. Um, yeah. I think if you, you people are kind of surprised that each end of the table has just been a bit sort of a bit further away than everyone else but everyone in the middle has just had such a close battle if we can bring that to the whole table so there's literally up until the last weekend you don't know the two the three teams that are going to be relegated you don't know who's going to win the league imagine if nothing was decided until the last weekend of football that would be, be crazy uh, the, the odds on that happening are very very little but um... let's leave on that let's leave the podcast on that optimism Ollie let's leave the <laughs> podcast on that optimism that one day the, the that Palace one day will win the Premier League that's what we if we're going to take I anything that's what I was saying but if you're going to take anything away from this podcast is that Ollie believes that Palace are going to win the Premier League I can so, confirm I do uh, not <laughs> but no uh, so Palace you. under 18s will win the the the, uh, the league but not yeah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. not the proper Premier League. Um, yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll I'll make that bet as well. But um, but yeah, say so thanks. Uh, thank you to Bardell for for joining us again, mate. Uh, I'm sure, sure. We, we'll see you in the future again soon. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, it'll be yeah. great to come back on. It's always great talking, isn't it? No worries. Obviously, so, yeah. as per usual, thank you, Ollie, for being here um, and and hosting the stream today. First first stream hosted. Yeah. Uh, normally Mark normally Mark's job so uh, yeah, well done Mark, mate Mark's slacking gone, Mark. at the moment he's getting me doing yeah. some of the editing the thumbnails he's getting me doing <laughs> the stream we might as well just get rid of Mark I think Bards mate there's a, yeah. there's a position available yeah exactly um, alright I'll put in sorry Mark I'll smart but... for the interview <laughs> yeah. love it thank you but... to all of our uh, viewers as well people putting in, yeah. coming in the chat as well good to speak to everyone yeah. 
make um, sure to uh, give us a follow on obviously Twitch. Make sure you're following us on Twitch right now. We yeah. are getting that fifty. It says thirty-five, but we are actually at thirty-seven. We need to update that. Um, yeah, get us to that fifty followers, please. <laughs> obviously, you can find us on YouTube as well. Obviously, and Spotify goes up on there. Thirty Fetish Podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We put we're starting to put all clips on there, polls, all that good stuff that you can get interacting with. You can send us questions, topics that you want us to discuss, all that good stuff. Ollie, exactly. I'm sure you will be putting links and stuff down below where yeah, you can find us at, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for watching. Thank you once again to Bardell and Ollie for, for uh, being here tonight. And uh, yeah, have a good weekend, guys. <laughs>